Okay, so I want to talk about um, one of my hobbies. Uh, I've, I've said it before. I'm, I'm an athlete. I, I try to, to work out uh, intensely. And, you know, I, I like to train. That's something that just relieves my mind of stress. It makes me feel good both physically, emotionally, spiritually. Um, it, it helps me cope. And first, I'll, I'll say that emotionally and spiritually, people tie them together. They're similar, but they're not the same thing. Spiritually, it, it's, it's you can you can have a day where you're um, you're doing fine, you're happy, you're not sad or distraught, um, but spiritually you're you're down, and you feel that. It just kind of lessens the yellow. The the picture is yellow, but it feels like it's a faded yellow, if you get what I'm saying. So back to back to what I was saying. Physically, uh, I I like to work out, but um, I realized that when I was 19 and 18 and in those ages. I would always spend my time in the gym. I would spend so much time that uh, you know, like I'd only post shirtless pictures. Like my Instagram was just filled with with abs and, and all gains and this. And I started to realize that uh, I was a one trick pony. I had used the gym as a personality. I was using it as a crutch. I, I felt that. Um, I had nothing to offer but my body to this world. I, I was perfectly fine with uh, being a tool. Yeah, a tool. For anyone to use. And it, it destroyed me thinking about it because I thought that I grew cold enough to where that was acceptable. But I realized as long as my heart beats, there's warmth. And even though I'm cold, the reason why I know I'm cold is because I was once warm and because I still have warmth. Because I wasn't frozen. And because when you're frozen, you're dead. And if you move and you breathe, you're not dead. If you still got your mind and you still got your heart, you're alive. But you can be less than what you than full operation. You can be in a very bad place and still be alive. You can be dying. Dying is not dead, though. At the time, I thought I was terminal. I thought I would never get better. And then I just threw myself in despair. I threw myself into to anything to try to just pass the time. I was dead already, so why not? But slowly as things happen, as time, you know, started to move, it moves fast and slow at the same time. Things hit the wall that I never thought it would. It made me re rethink my life. It made me have a life again. It reminded me that I do have a life. And because of COVID, I won't say like uh, COVID really started it. I was I was already 
you know, slowly coming to that realization again. But because COVID happened, I was very fortunate that I have a salary job and I had, um, I, I was allowed a lot of time off and because I had a salary job and because I had a stable source of income and because I, I had a place to eat, uh, I started to have more money to save and and to do st- stuff with and to ha- and because I had more time um I, I I finally you know allowed myself some things because I'm like okay well the money that I used to spend on food every day I don't need to spend on food uh, because I, I get my food um so I guess I can I can spare thirty dollars and thirty dollars I can buy underwear or I can buy it a pack of shirts, or I can, you know, save up and, and wait until next week and then buy a new pair of shoes, or I can get this subscription, or I can, you know, buy this new workout gear and this new equipment. And I started just getting into that. I started to to like self-care. I like to, you know, put myself, I won't say on a pedestal, but just come into the realm of of self-appreciation. I wasn't trying to be down on myself so someone would pity me and lift me up when I could just lift myself up. I decided, hey, I'm not going to run myself to the ground and then have to spend the time recovering. I'm going to keep myself maintained to a level, a degree that is admirable. And I won't put myself, I, I won't put myself first all the time, but I will have to start to think, I gotta put myself above some of the things that I that I normally uh, wouldn't. I need to do that for myself because I'm still alive. I keep throwing myself like throwing your body at a brick wall in hopes that it will kill you, but it's the distance nor the height is strong enough to kill you. It just hurts real bad, and you find that it's stupid. You find that. You've been spending all this time just running into a wall instead of putting in the work to, I don't know, get past whatever. Uh, Instead of, you know, I'm trying to bust down through this wall, I just don't go around the wall or I don't try to climb above it, don't go to a different area, maybe get a rope, get a ladder to to become strong enough to to climb over it. I'm, I'm not trying to do anything. I'm just trying to do the same tactic, just smash through it. I smash through the wooden fence. I smash through the uh, through the door so I can smash through this brick wall, this concrete wall. I'll chip at it until it, it finally breaks. And then you just realize how stupid it is. Even if you break it, there's always going to be something else. And in life, there's never a moment where there's not going to be something. There's always going to be something. Now, to the degree that you can handle it or you can you can cope with yeah they're, they're, those they're going to be easier times but you're always going to pay rent even when you pay rent early let's say if you pay rent uh, two months in advance so you don't have to worry about rent you still got to go to work because then eventually you don't need to pay rent again it's just the time spaced out is spaced out Oh, you know, 
I, I ate, so I shouldn't go get groceries. No, because you're going to get hungry again. Just the time spent is, you know, further away. So take the advantage of like, like that extra time and either do something or relax. But then when, when it's time to, to actually work, work. I feel that uh that I'm starting to like the person I am. I, I'm starting like liking. I won't say love, but I like the person I am. And I'm adamant about staying staying somewhat the same person, just improving myself. I don't like that idea of changing yourself changing yourself for someone or changing yourself for a situation because if you don't like that person or you just you only want to use that person to get something there's always going to be a situation where if you change that then you're going to have to change the positives that you uh that you attain as the person you once were so the reason why things were were decent as the, as you once were, is because you were acting like this. But when you change your whole personality, now those things aren't available anymore. Now you you change yourself for a new set of friends. Well, now you have to get rid of the old friends. You don't get to keep the old friends with the new person. They don't know this new person. They know the old person. But sometimes you do need to change. Sometimes it's, it's acceptable to change. Because... Uh, there's an ability out there. It means that certain situations need it. If there is an option in this world, someone needs it. But it's to each individual to define that and decide that. Some people need a new lease on life. Some people just need to improve the situation that they're in right now. Some people need to just be patient. And some people need to escalate and elevate. It's not a one for all. These these things are uh you know like one one day you'll you'll be ah, I need to elevate and escalate my situation. And sometimes you just need to be patient. You know, like like you, the next day you'll just be like, I I need to be patient. I need to wait. I did something but now I need to wait. It's you don't know how uh, it's not a set time. It's a science. And it's always so tricky. I like to listen to music. I like to, to hear the tempo, the beat. I tried to make a song once. Did not work. Did not work. I don't know how to edit. I keep saying this. But I don't think I'm dumb. I don't think I'm dumb. I think there's something I gotta work really hard on. That's not gonna come. That's not gonna come naturally. It's not gonna come like an innate ability. It's something I gotta work on, and put the right amount of, of money and right amount of focus and dedicate myself because I, I know for my myself, it, learning is not easy. With academics and learning skills like that, if it's not uh, applicable to different things, I don't see the, I don't put in the same amount of work. I know that. And it doesn't mean that I don't cherish it, but it's just, 
singing is one is one of those talents that I was never good at. I'm never good at singing. I was never good at dancing. I always wanted to be though. Secretly, I want to dance like everyone else. I can't dance. I want to learn, but I've never had an opportunity where I can really go out. And because I, I allowed myself this thinking that ah, just because I'm not good, I'll never be good. I never tried, and I let my let let any you know potential just kind of linger. It's not dead, but linger. So it's it's not going to get any better. I've just never dusted off the shelf and, and tried it. I want to free myself from those chains, those restrictions. I guess uh, I want to do that because uh, it's a dream of mine to go to Brazil. And the reason why I want to go to Brazil is not necessarily for the scenery, not for the beach, not for any spot, but for the women. Because I was texting a Brazilian woman. And, you know, we were just talking, and it was a very natural conversation. And I was telling her how just black American dudes are just always seen as ugly. So I just don't expect anything. And she she was like, you're not ugly. And, you know, like, I've, I've talked to different Brazilian women. And women in Brazil, I won't say everyone, but uh, black American dudes are... I won't say praised, but they're not despised. They're they're just treated like dudes. Like if you find them attractive, you find them attractive. No one's gonna blink an eye. And to me, that's wild. To me, that's crazy because everywhere it seems like like shitty treatment is the norm for black people. You just just shitty treatment. Now I I don't want to get with a girl that that um <laughs> my my mom was was making fun of me because I told her this and she was like oh so you trying to get someone in like a lower financial bracket you know someone from the slums so they they would appreciate you I'm like no no she seemed like she was well off it seemed like she was wearing designer clothes and stuff like that it, it I didn't want to do things just based on my financial bracket. I wanted someone to, to like me for me. I don't want to feel like, hey, I gotta, I gotta care, I gotta carry all the weight for you to then want me, because then it makes me not want to want anyone. It feels like I gotta put all these stipulations for love, and then, and then uh, after I do all the obligations, then I'm allowed to be ugly. I'm allowed to cry. I'm allowed to, um, you know, be depressed. But if if we're doing that, by that logic, all the work that I put in, you got to be beautiful all the time. You got to always wear makeup. You you can't. You you got to wear makeup when you sleep. You gotta you gotta look good, no matter what. Even if you don't wear makeup, now you gotta look good without makeup, and and you gotta be able to you know care for the broken person but if as long as I, I I got the look 
Now I got to sleep in a different room because, you know, you can't have you hearing me snore because that's a problem. That's an issue. That's a that's a fault. That's what I feel like happens with a lot of modern relationships. That's why a lot of divorce happens because you're ex- you're expected to to maintain this character, this persona, and even though it's not extreme like it was in like the 1950s, um, it's still unnatural. It feels like you gotta maintain like like a contract, like everything is just about money, about power, and, and maintaining that or growing. And because you're always trying to maintain that, people realize how boring it is, and they lose interest. So they they go on to whatever is exciting. So that's why, like, you see girls cheat and then get with with someone who's a who's a bum. Now I'm not, at, I'm not uh you know, saying that's right. I'm not out here just trying to uh, give an excuse, not a scapegoat, because not that's not every woman. But I see, I see it, and that's why I think, me personally, still don't do that. Because if you do that, I don't really care. Like that's, you you can explain the reason. I'm I'm like I know I can keep it in my pants. I know certain things. Like if I don't like you anymore, I know that I myself have seen cheaters. My my stepdad and my dad were both cheaters. I don't have to say to myself. Um, like, don't cheat, don't cheat, but it's in my genes, so if I cheat, it's okay. Like, no. I'm a grown man. I can make my decisions. I've seen what happens. I know uh, the consequences. I know that I don't want to have a relationship like that. And even if it's hard, uh, I I won't cheat. Now, I will leave you. And if if we're in a, in a relationship that... Like I said, hey, okay, we're done, and you, and like I made it clear and obvious. I stated it, but you're like, nah, no, nah, I'm not gonna leave the relationship. I'm not gonna, uh, you know, you you gonna stalk me, and you gonna still say that we're in a relationship. That's not cheating at that point. I ended it. Made clear what my intentions were. As long as my intentions were always clear, and I made it obvious. I don't count nothing that's cheating because I feel like, like, hey, if if you were cool with it and you said it and you stated it, and I didn't, you know, hit you with a sidewind or you know, like a surprise stipulation, and everything was 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 right there in plain sight, then you know what, whatever happens happens. That's on you. I made sure I'm, I'm walking out. <laughs> I know that was a weird scenario I just made up, but. That's what I'm saying. I'm just covering myself. I don't have to um, think about certain things. Certain things I just know my actions will will do. Now, some things I could say, and then like I get into something that's like, ooh, okay, you know what? <sighs> you know what? Maybe I have to look back in that. But that's not one of them. That's not one of them. There are still things that I will do no matter what. Now, some things I will change and slightly tweak. I will improve upon. That's what I like to say. I like to improve. 
When when you're growing and you're improving, that's good. I don't change. I improve. Um, my dad, though that that is genetics, and and we have uh, similar traits and similar thoughts. He is still his own man. I am my own man. There are things that both my parents agree on that I disagree on. So that means that nothing is set in stone. Just because you have genes and genetics do not make um, your path solidified. Different situations. My dad is really, I won't say really good with mechanics, but he is he's good. He can fix a car. I didn't, I won't say I don't have that gene. I just didn't have the same interests and I didn't have the same uh, abilities as him. Because cost and parts and, and things that you can do, um, financial, uh, the like financially, the economy and, and everything. Like it's a different time. I hated when he compared stuff from his time to my time. Like, like you do know technology is, is far more advanced. The rules are a little stricter in certain areas and uh, a little more loose in others. Um, it's financially, um, it is harder and tougher to live now than it was when you were around, when you were a kid or my age or whatever you want to say. Um, you know, you, you can't just go pick up an engine from a busted car and then just, just work on it and, and everything be cool. He's like, well, I had to read the book and, and you you have internet and you can look up anything. And it's like, some things don't have the proper instructions and and you gotta watch out and be wary of what you read. And it, yeah, if, 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 if we're talking about common things, I. But the more advanced, the more people realize, hey, you know what? Instead of just having the internet have everything free, if you're going to have a specific thing, we can charge money for that. It's not like everything is free on the internet. I don't get why the older generation keeps saying everything's on the internet is free. Like you could just find it. Either it's free, but it's a limited amount of uh, instruction, or it's uh, it's just not useful. It's it's too confusing. It like like just because it's on the internet does not mean I can understand it. There is a there's uh, things on the internet to, uh, to show me how to. Uh, edit and you know like and make videos and some I I can okay maybe I'm getting into it maybe I can understand it some I completely can't understand right, have you ever seen a my uh, Minecraft tutorial I play Minecraft religiously and you see them redstone contraptions I'll be like I have to pause every step and I just I don't even know what he's saying. I don't even let him play the video. I just click, do exactly what I see on the screen. I make everything down to the last detail, just like that. And even when I'm like, and I make assumptions and I think I know where he's going, it ends up going a different direction. Maybe slightly, maybe a lot. That's why I just do it step by step, visually. I don't know if anyone else does that, but it, that's for me. I hate 
when people just say, I, you, you see, you, like, you have the internet, now you have everything to go. Nah, that's not it, Chief. You, you need to stop doing that. I hate when people try to say, I went, I moved out when I was 18, when I was in, in my mama's crib, I decided I, I couldn't do it no more. Man, I wish I could leave. Where are you going to find a crib? Like I, like, I worked all the way since I was 16. I always had a job, you know, like that year. There was never a year when, when I turned 16 that I didn't have a job. There is no amount of money I was making at 18 to get me a uh, my own apartment. It was like, oh, I had a friend that I shared the apartment with. It's like, man, we ain't that close. I don't have those people. I didn't have that advantage. That's something that, that you had the advantage. Like you had someone close enough to do that. So I live with my cousin. I don't know my cousins like that. My cousins ain't the same age as me. You you just you're telling something that you had uh had a positive uh thing. It is safety net, something that you had that I don't have. You had a cousin that's a similar age at the same time deciding they want to leave and they can leave in a, in a time and an environment that had money um, that was lower. So the, the rent was lower. So you, you had the ability. Oh, it wasn't a good place. It was like, yeah, but you can get it. You think if I had the same ability to get a place, I wouldn't do the same action. It, it's, it's crazy. It's like, oh, when, when I was your age, man, when you was my age, it was a different time. Now, I'm not saying everything you say is, is you know, just uh, not factual, doesn't have some weight to it, but God damn, everything you say is right. Didn't know Jesus appointed you to everything that I do. You, you was the main criticizer, man, you... you I remember when I was a kid, and this was way when I was young, a teacher said, you're not going to have a calculator in your pocket at all times. That's, that's what my teacher said to me when I was like in the third or fourth grade. This, this was flip phones. Now, smartphones were coming out, uh, but they, they still wouldn't really out like that. This, this, was, this was before, two, uh, uh, this was around 2008, I think. Yeah, about eight. So that was when, like, the first Android and Cricket phones and, and all that was coming out. People didn't know about that. I still had a flip phone for a good minute. So she said that, and she was an older teacher, so she didn't know nothing about that technology. She had, like, them rotary phones. She hated my guts. I'll tell you that. That's another story for later. She hated my guts, though. And you know what? Like, Two years, I'd say two, three years. I I got me you know, my first smartphone, and I had a calculator in my pocket. My dad was still saying stuff like that. I was like, no, nah, I got a calculator in my pocket. They don't let me use it, but I always have it. My mom tried to tell me cursive was coming back. She made me study cursive for a whole year. I I know how to write my name in cursive. I knew how to write my name in cursive, but she was like saying that I was gonna write in cursive like all the time. Most of my papers were done on the computer. Most of the things I did was on computers. Like I needed to know a large vocabulary. Uh, I needed to have a large vocabulary to say certain words and to express uh, and convey other emotions. So I didn't sound uh, repetitive. But I didn't understand why I still need to learn how to write in cursive. It's good to know how to write. 
just because I know that uh, I sound good in voice and maybe on email. But um, if you ask me to write you a letter, my handwriting is atrocious. And I can't spell certain words, even though I know the meaning, I know how to say it, I know how to pronounce it. I it looks horrible. It didn't even look like uh, I can't I can't spell pepperoni or salami. I know what those are. I I went to Subway. I wrote I wrote a letter to my mom. I was like, pick me up a sandwich because she wasn't good at texting. So I was like, uh, I just wrote whatever quickly and this was when I was a freshman she got to the store and the lady behind the counter knew exactly what I was writing she was a teenager too she was like ma'am let me see the paper yeah pepperoni and salami I was like yeah that's what I wanted (laughs) and she was like I couldn't read it I was like well you know what learn how to text she still brings it up like man you was the one that didn't know how to do that technology that I won't say it's obsolete but it's you know, like I, I don't use that skill that often. I should. Writing is definitely important, but I do understand that most times I'm writing emails, so I'm trying to learn how to spell the word correctly uh, without uh, the technology helping me. But at the same time, we we just got different problems. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit there. I can I can voice type. There's something that wasn't there in 2006. I wasn't there when you guys, uh, you know, like the 1980s. Stop comparing our lives. Like, like we dealing with the same thing. It's like when I was in school, I traveled. Like, I had a Jamaican stepdad. Like, he he always pissed me off with these these stories. He'd tell me bullshit about walking, or or just like how his country had so many issues and problems, and like like people would die on the street. And like these horrific things. I was like, okay, I understand. And I'm not trying to uh, discredit you. But what the fuck does that have to do with me in America where we don't have to do that? And my school is a a block away. Why would would you want me to to deal with those horrific tragedies? Like you're saying it like I deserve to go through those horrific tragedies. You know why we have laws and things in place today? It's because people back then saw how fucked up it was and decided, nah, we're not going to do that again. We're not going to put another person to that. And then they changed the laws so now things don't happen like that. I don't know why people are complaining about solving issues. Like, 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 if someone cured AIDS, I'm not going to go to my kids like, you don't know about that shit. We had to put rubbers on because we, we could have got AIDS and HIV, but, you know, we, we cured that shit. So, you know, now, nah, like, like, the fuck are you talking about? I don't understand. It, it fills me with unimaginable rage when I hear shit like that. Like, to, like I look at my parents, I'm like, are you trying to? Are you, are you trying to discourage me? Are you trying to to inform? Like I I can understand if you're saying, "Hey man, life was harder in this aspect." So I understand that you're complaining, but in a different time, whatever you're complaining about is not really I won't say not valid, but you you 
if you knew, you wouldn't be acting like this. I understand if it, it was meant as a teaching lesson, if it wasn't meant to just discredit what you're going through, because like, like, hey, you know what? I know that uh, you're going through something. I had experience. It wasn't good in those times, but I do know that you're going to do something. But understand that, and maybe think about it. Just you know, compare it, and. If you still feel that you you're still sad and emotional about that, then fine. I, I I will help you do that. I'm just trying to explain a story so we can empathize, so you can have a full broad scope. Cause I know for a fact if someone if if my great grandfathers and my relatives and and my slave ancestors came up to me and said I'm a bitch, I'm a bitch because have you ever dealt with slavery? Have you ever dealt with that shit? I've never dealt with slavery. I've never been like... <laughs> like if, if if one of those slave ancestors said me crying over uh, over getting my uh, my arm skin ripped off and said, you a bitch? I'm a bitch. I'm bitch made. I'm whatever that, that he said because if they got whipped, if they feel, and they they deep in the south, and in that beating sun, I know. So I'm I'm not even, I'm like, man, I'm, I'm gonna stop crying because I know what you've been through. I seen that shit. I don't want to go do that shit. There's someone in the civil rights movement, literally, who got sprayed with a hose, literally got beat by the cops, and I know it. And it's not just 